0: you yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Listeners, and welcome to the Fatal Follower Presents Podcast. I have been beamed up from an Alien Craft. And joining me in the Alien Craft is favorite final boy, Doug Connor. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: So today we're going to be talking a little bit about sci-fi horror and our love and appreciation for it. Um Let's pop off, though, with some of the trailers. We've had a lot of horror trailers that have uh, that have really dropped here lately. And the first one is one of the biggest mainstream ones, of course, Halloween Ends, or Does It? Um, <laughs> Doug, what did you think about the Halloween Ends trailer? I know you texted me about it, but just kind of refresh my memory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, overall, I am satisfied. I liked what they're going for. Um, from the little bit that we've been hearing about this project, because when they also dropped the the teaser trailer, they also gave us the official plot. And I know that has raised a lot of people's eyebrows because um, of certain uh, things that will take place in this final, you know,, that, and we'll see if it's the, actually the final part. But the, in this final chapter of the Lori Strode uh, trilogy, um, but overall I really like the the teaser trailer I mean it's definitely giving the fan service and the fans what they want like the battle you know between Lori and Michael is finally here and we're actually gonna see it I guess um well yeah. and, the,
1: and a big emphasis on you get on I guess right
0: <laughs> yeah that's true
1: <laughs> this is we've been duped now twice but I think I think it's gonna happen I mean I, I don't think it wouldn't happen but yeah you know, I think they're going to give the fans what they want and hopefully close down that chapter and maybe keep it open for another one. Um oh, absolutely. I was, I was kind of like, oh, this trailer didn't really do much. But then after thinking about it, I was like, well, I'm glad it didn't because I didn't really want to see the whole movie like I did Halloween Kills. Yeah, so... that's
0: true. I will say that out of the three movies trailers, like the initial trailers, this one has like showed... The least. So I think maybe they're doing that consciously on their part, but I know universal, I feel is pretty notorious. And the closer we get to this movie, we're going to see TV spots. We're going to see probably at least one or two more trailers leading up to the film. And I, I'm only assuming they're probably going to show us a lot more, but I'm excited as a fan of Halloween and just horror movies, slashers. Of course, my butt's going to be there opening night, opening weekend and I will support it but they better not let me down that's all I can say
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely and what I li- what I really like and I know a lot of horror fans out there uh, can relate and maybe you can too anytime there's a new mainstream horror movie and you know I go to the theater to check it out I always love the trailers because it's like this is when a lot of people are going to go see this movie so they're going to put some other horror trailers out there and I'm guessing they'll probably do like a scream teaser and maybe some other stuff that's going to come out maybe next year um or or even later in the year so uh, yeah i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a fun time um either way i'm always down for a slasher movie um so you know i'm I'm signed up already um okay so moving on from that i am super excited this is probably aside from the salem's lot that got moved to next year i'm really excited for jeepers creepers reborn um I've, I've always been a huge fan of the creeper and I always tell this story, but um, I think it's just its just a funny thing is when I went to the theater, I was on a date and I didn't care for the date that I was on, but I really, really uh, kind of was having a sour time and, and I wanted to rewatch the movie. So I went back again to watch it all on my own because I just, I, I didn't enjoy myself and I really fell in love with it, uh, the first movie. And, uh, and I've, I've been to the theater to watch all of them so far. So I'm really excited that uh, Victor Salva is kind of away from this franchise, because yeah. that's always been a problematic thing for it, I think. Well, I know. And um, I think this trailer looks pretty badass. I wasn't expecting much. I've been following the director, kind of seeing what he's doing. Um, He is uh, doing some interviews where he's saying that because of the huge popularity in the uh, Jeepers Creepers, I believe it was Dynamite that released that comic series a couple years ago, um, there was such a surge of, of people buying it and interest in the property that it's kind of how he was able to push through with this idea that he had. And uh, so I'm really excited because that comic is really good. And it seems like they're going more for the look that they have featured in the comic. Uh, it's a little bit more of a ancient... Looking creature, it's still going to have the same aspects, but the face is just going to be a little bit more creature-like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited that they're going that route because the story for the comic is insanely fun, and I'll be reviewing that pretty soon. But Doug, what did you think about the Jeepers Creepers Reborn before I turn this whole podcast into just a trailer review? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I like what I've seen. Um, I have to say, I, I I can I can probably almost 100. 100- percent guarantee that this will be better than the third movie um but yeah i like i like what i'm seeing i like the the look that they're going for in this trailer um um yeah i'm I'm looking forward to it
1: yeah i'm down i think it's going to be cool um and and every movie seems to even the third one not being my favorite but every movie seems to have its own little like little secrets are revealed and little odd things are introduced into it. Got that kind of like twilight zone, uh, feeling Mm -hmm. about it. And that's what I've always liked about the creeper and, um, you know, about, about the, the many versions of the song of peekaboo that has been in the movies. Um, I think that's always fun. Um, but yeah, so definitely looking forward to that. I will be there for the Fandango event for the one week that they're going to be doing it. So I'll probably go and watch that, check it out. Um, So I know one that you're excited for, that I'm excited for in a a good way, Um, but um, it's Pearl and it's a prequel to X and they just dropped that lovely poster and uh, the lovely trailer. What did you think of that trailer? I'll let you go first.
0: Um, I'm just in complete awe. I love the fact that we live at a time where we got something like X and now we're getting its prequel within the same year. I'm glad it's not like, you'll see Pearl next year. I'm gl- I'm so excited as a fan just to be able to be like, Oh my God, you know, I loved X, And now here we are, we're going right into the prequel. And I can't wait to see what Ty West does with this prequel. Plus it's going to star again, uh, Mia goth, who I think is just an absolute awesome new talent. I mean, I really shouldn't say new because she's been around for a while, but this, I'm really happy that these are like her first, like big, like starring roles. Um, she was in the Suspiria remake, she's been in um, The Cure for Wellness, she's always had like kind of a secondary role, but like here with X and now Pearl, she's going to be front and center, and I just, I think that's great.
1: Yeah, I think she's a really, she's a standout actress that has been kind of rising in the ranks of horror fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm really impressed that she, her anti-West wrote this prequel, so I'm excited to see what they have to offer together. Um I hope that they include the alligator more because I really want. Oh yeah. I want I want more gator action. I think that's what I'm what I'm looking forward to. And this trailer looks gory. Um, I think it was filmed in um, that really bright like color. I forget the, what it's called. Yeah, like the Technicolor. Technicolor, yes. Yep. Um, so I think that's a cool tone and a cool look and a cool vibe. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this and it's coming out soon. It's going to be out the same week as Jeepers Creepers Reborn. So I'm looking forward to a whole double feature that week. And there's another movie that actually got announced that week too. I think it's Barbarian, which is one that, um, I think it's coming out that Friday. Have you heard about that one?
0: Uh, yeah, we, uh, actually just saw the trailer just a couple nights ago for that. It's one of those trailers, like, it, as it's playing out, it left me with questions, and I'm like, I'm all for it. Like, I kind of thought when the trailer first started, I thought one thing about the guy that lives in the house, and I'm like, oh, you know, she shouldn't do this, she shouldn't do this. But then the trailer played out, I think they're both in jeopardy, because there's obviously something that's happening within that basement, within that home. Um, and then the creepy little voiceover at the end of the trailer, like, this is a normal thing in this on the street, so... Yeah, I'm, I don't know anything about this movie um, and I kind of like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll definitely be checking that one out.
1: Yeah, I, I like uh, it almost had that um, people under the stairs, like, but new kind of vibe to it. I'm like, mm-hmm. is there something like, is there a creature? Is it like Cthulhu? Like what's happening here? And It's very mysterious. Yeah. Um, the cast looks cool. I think it was a cool concept. And I saw the poster when I went to see Nope over the weekend or the, yeah. earlier this week. And um, yeah, it, it's, the poster is really rad. It looks kind of like a throwback, like seventies, eighties kind of uh, poster. So I'm, I'm down with what they're doing with it. So I think it's going to be a good time, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so you and I watched a trailer the other day, actually, they slash them, which is coming to Peacock soon. Yep. Um, I really dug the trailer. I thought that the, the teaser was cool and the trailer really opened up what the movie was about mm-hmm. uh, pretty good cast. Um, are you going to be checking that out when it comes out on Peacock?
0: Yeah. Bill and I actually talked about uh, maybe watching that one together. Cause I don't currently have Peacock, but he does. And um, I didn't, he hasn't watched the trailer cause you know, Bill, he doesn't watch any of the trailers, but uh, when they first announced this project and the director did that little blurb, I think it was on bloody disgusting a few months back. And he was just kind of basically talking about what this movie would be. It would be set at a summer camp. Um, it would feature all these LGBT, you know, characters and actors. And he just thought, and the whole concept behind what this filmmaker is wanting to do uh, sounds really cool and really interesting. So I'm all for it, and I know he is too.
1: Yeah, and uh, and shout out to Bill there. Um, I th- I think uh, I think we're gonna do a, a peacock. Um, like a, like a free subscription for a little while, a trial just to check out a couple things. And that's one of the ones that we want to watch. Oh, uh, my... I, I love the clever title too. I love that it's they slash them. I think that's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, very current and very clever. And I hope the movie kind of pans out. Um, I love Kevin Bacon in horror movies. So. I'm oh gonna... yeah.
0: Plus he's returning to a summer camp. So that's always fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. got to have those homages to the great Friday the 13th. Um, I got one more thing here. Um, So by the time this episode drops, this will have already dropped, but um, Pretty Little Liars (laughs) uh, would not be a show that I would talk about on this show. uh, But the new pretty little liars original sin is going to be debuting on hbo max or will have already debuted i should say um it's already getting some really great reviews a lot of the uh, horror websites i just read one with bloody disgusting that said they're calling it the perfect uh, tv series slasher setup which i'm super on board for um the trailer looks cool it looks like it's a masked slasher it kind of looks like a like a scarecrow Leatherface kind of guy look really cool. Um, But it looks like it's going back old school, kind of got like a prom night vibe or something like that. Um, Did you get to check out that trailer at all?
0: No, I haven't yet, but I'll definitely check that out. I've seen a few episodes of that show, you know, in the past and stuff, but this seems, you know, like you said, this is a whole new thing. Plus I got HBO max, so I'm, I'm all in for it.
1: Yeah, and what I like about HBO Max is they don't put filler in their, their shows. They like they will shorten the season if need be. There's no standard, like if you see with like Disney Plus or with like Netflix, like there doesn't have to be a standard 10 episodes or eight episodes. Like it's whatever the story allows. So yep. I like that about HBO Max. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for this. And I'm always down for like a slasher uh, TV series. I think there's been some pretty good ones lately. I know Scream was probably one of the ones that was, that was really, I was followed it every week it was on. Uh, Gabe and I would watch it, my hubs, and uh, we were really into that one. Um, Also, there's a really good one that uh, I think it started on, it was like Fear Network or or Chiller Channel is what it was, Chiller Network. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was called Slasher and now it's been moved to uh, Netflix and now I think it's on Shudder. So it's been like moving all over the place, but I think Shudder put out the last season which would have been season four and it had uh david cronenberg on it so it's like an anthology style kind of slasher tv series pretty cool um i think the first season and the second season are probably the strongest but um you should definitely check them out any listeners out there and even you you, doug you should definitely uh, look into them they're pretty fun uh gory as hell uh Uh, slashers yeah i'll
0: definitely check that out
1: Yeah, and they're very queer centric, which I really liked and appreciated about the second and third season. So I think you'll dig it. Um, All right. So what have you been? Have you been watching? Like, do you watch series? Are you into like horror series or anything like that?
0: Um, I really I've been actually everybody's been telling me I need to like sit down and actually watch this new season uh, for American Horror Stories. Um, I'm I, I like American Horror Story. But I have not actually seen any of these, like the new spinoff series, the stories, uh, because I know they're they're now in their second season. Um, And everybody's just been talking about how good the second season is. And I know they've brought in a bunch of new actors and uh, like Alicia Silverstone has joined the cast. And I really want to check that out. Um, Have you have you got to check out any of that? or Are you a fan of that?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think I started with the episode where they were at the drive-in theater. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was a really solid uh, episode. I haven't checked out more than that, but I did like it and appreciate that it was anthology style. I really love anthologies, and um, I keep up current with like the Creep Show on Shudder. Like that's a really good uh, series, and I'm I'm oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that coming back out. Um, but I, I need to dive more into the American Horror Stories. It's it's really cool at the end of the day to just watch something and have it be self-contained where you don't have to follow like an ongoing multiple series plot.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, totally.
1: Um, which is kind of why I've been holding off on my uh, shout out to Roy Dam, who hooked me up with a really cool Stranger Things season four Blu-ray. I've just been kind of sitting on it. I'm waiting to uh, start it. But um with, with a series like that, I, I want to, like, watch it all at once. So, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, I need to pick a, a day or two and just really go through it. <laughs> um, but, Doug, I uh, I think I hear uh, some funny sounds in the background, and I see some shining lights. So uh, let's go check out what that is. Greetings, Earthlings. <laughs> we came for... <forward. laughs> the purpose
0: of seeking intelligent life. Oops, we
1: made a mistake. Um, I wanted to read one of the earliest examples or stories about aliens or alien abductions, because it came from an American couple, Barney and Betty Hill. Um, they claimed that they were abducted by extraterrestrials in a rural portion of the state of New Hampshire from September 19th to September 20th in 61. This is one that was first widely publicized in America uh, of a report of an alien abduction or anything really centering around aliens. Um, Have you heard about like the Hill abduction or the Zeta Reticuli incident, Doug?
0: Uh, I've heard a little bit, but nothing... I know you're probably a lot more knowledgeable on it, but yes, I've heard about both of those incidents, yes.
1: I've read some stories about it and I, I got a lovely description from the History Channel because I think it encapsulates kind of the cool like over, overview. Um, but essentially, um, most of the, the notes, the tapes and all of the items that have centered around this case, um, they are now at a, at a permanent collection at the University of New Hampshire. Um, in July of 2011, the New Hampshire Division of Historical Resources actually marked the site of the alleged crafts first approach uh, with a, they put like a historical marker there, which I thought was pretty cool. And it kind of uh, made me want to go check it out in, in New Hampshire, uh, which isn't far from where I'm at here in New York. Um so I'm going to read this little short thing on, from history.com, which is a fun, lovely place to, to spend some time if you're looking to waste some time. Um, is it chasing us? That thought coursed through Betty and Barney Hill's mind as they drove down the empty, winding country road in New Hampshire's White Mountains. It was a September night in 61. They hadn't seen a car for miles, and a strange light in the sky seemed to follow them. When they finally got home to Portsmouth at dawn, they were far from relieved. They felt dirty. Their watches had stopped working. Barney's shoes were strangely scuffed and Betty's dress was ripped. There were two hours of that drive that neither one of them could remember. What had happened? With the help of a psychiatrist, the quiet couple eventually revealed a startling story. Gray beings with large eyes had walked, walked onto them Uh, and from a metallic disc, uh, Betty had said. Um, Once inside, the Beans examined the couple and erased their memories, supposedly. Um, Their experience would kick off an Air Force inquiry, part of the secretive initiative Project Blue Book that investigated uh, UF sightings across the country. Uh, The incident would also become the first ever widely publicized alien abduction account and shape how the stories were told from there on after and understood from them You know, understanding this from from then on. Um, Debate still continues as to whether the husband and wife were liars or uh, crackpots or simply like just sleepy people who were just had some scrambled memories about the evening. But there are two hours missing. Um, I don't know what I would do if that happened to me, (laughs) Um, but. Um, yeah, I, I just think that's pretty creepy. And I think I wanted to highlight that story. You should look into it more if you're interested in the Betty and Barney Hills um, alien abduction story. And you may find yourself digging yourself into a hole of alien abduction stuff and, and all kinds of fun stuff um, in there. But um, so what? what's really cool about sci-fi horror, to me at least, is um, just reading that story, I started to get chills because... Describing something that is unknown is very uh, creepy to me because you don't know, obviously. And not knowing something is... is is The human nature wants to know everything, right? And so when we don't know something, we we're going to seek it out until we find out. And it's maybe not always a good thing that we're going to find out what we're looking for. So I've always thought that sci-fi horror, alien abductions, all that stuff has been very creepy and very uh, in line with some of my favorites in horror. What about you, Doug? Are you into that kind of stuff?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I uh, I was about to ask you after you finished that story, Anthony, have they ever made, like, has there ever been a movie or anything based or show or anything based on that couple or their story?
1: Yes. So there was, um, there was a book in 66 called The Interrupted Journey. And then um, there is a famous uh, movie. I think actually Kino Lorber is putting it out now or it's already out. It's a TV movie from the 70s called The UFO Incident. Um, And uh, I want to say that Kino has just put it out, but I want to pick it up because I think those kinds of uh, stories are just so interesting. I'm not as much into like, a lot of the true crime that, that is pretty current right now, but I'm really into like a lot of these like alien abduction stories. Those were always my favorite. Like when I was watching, uh, like anything from like twilight zone to like actual, like unsolved mysteries kind oh, of shows. My gosh.
0: Yeah. Unsolved mysteries was like a huge part of my childhood. Cause like my, my grandparents, you know, on the weekends when I was young, my parents would drop me off at my grandparents and, uh, they lived out in the country and like they had all this land and, you know, at nighttime, uh, they would always, my, or my grandmother would, my, not so much my grandpa, but uh, we would always stay up late and we'd watch Unsolved Mysteries. And, you know, as a kid, some of those episodes are pretty terrifying. And I wish, I, I think there has been a collection of all those, like in a box setter of some kind, but I would love to own. And I wish somebody would like re-release it into like a, a new box set of like all the all the seasons and the shows. It's just one of those things, like it, it means a lot to me because it was a part of my childhood. But yeah, a lot of those episodes, you know, they they have a lot to do with kind of the topic and everything that we're on. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great stuff.
1: Yeah, it, it's just a—it's uh, just one of those. Um, and I like, too, that the genre will go into like, like the sci-fi horror will go into like Creature or it will go into like Alien or both. And mm-hmm. um, I've always been a... a fan of of creature features and um i'll say just right off the top um to kick off our lists i i'm leaving out three movies because i always talk about these movies and that's because they're my favorite movies ever regardless of the genre but it's john carpenter's the thing um the blob from 88 and the fly from cronenberg Uh those those are my favorite and those all kind of share that theme of Somewhat body horror, somewhat creature feature, and you know that alien horror is in there too, of course, uh, with the blob and with the thing. But since I talk about those so much, um, I don't know if those are on your list, but feel free to talk about you know one of them or whatever. Uh, but I, I wanted to throw out a couple that I think are a little bit more lower key and maybe um, stand out to me. But um, I'll, I'll kick off with my first one, and then I'll let you go, and we'll just kind of go back and forth. Okay. Um, so the first one on my list is actually a sequel to a, a 90s uh, horror movie. Um, I hope you don't have this on your list. I wanted it to be a kind of a surprise, but um, mine is uh, Species 2 from 98.
0: Nope, not on my list.
1: Um, it's probably not on a lot of people's lists. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's not going to be, you know, anybody's favorite. It's not like putting the bar up any higher than, you know, the first species movie was, which was pretty good and entertaining itself. Yeah. Um, the reason why I picked this one is because I love the design of the Patrick uh, alien hybrid in this movie. And it just goes into a lot more of that uh, gory exploitation, kind of trashy kind of stuff that I like with sci-fi horror. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a pretty fun, uh, it's a pretty fun sequel and it's uh, it's, you know, kind of widely unknown for a lot of people. Um, and Scream Factory did a really good job of releasing it on Blu-ray. Um, but just to give you a little bit of an idea about what it's about, um, or for anybody that hasn't seen it. Have you seen this, Doug?
0: I have not seen the sequels. Um, I do like the first movie, though. And I do plan on picking up that Scream Factory 4K they just put out. Or yes. it's about to come out.
1: Yes, it's uh, already out, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So this one, you, I think you would like... Um, But essentially, the synopsis reads, having just returned from a mission to Mars, Commander Ross uh, isn't exactly himself. He's slowly becoming a terrifying alien entity with one goal, to procreate with human women. When countless women suffer gruesome deaths after after burying half alien offspring, scientist Laura, played by Marge uh, Helgenberger, um, and a hired assassin, uh, played by Michael Madsen, use Eve, played by Natasha Hemstridge from the first movie, uh, a clone to find Ross and his brood. Before long, Eve escapes to mate with Ross. Um, that's all in the trailer and that's all in the synopsis. Um, it's a pretty cool follow-up. It's it's a It's got some of the same characters from the first movie, but it's different in a way too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would encourage anybody to check it out. You can check out Scream TV for free, uh, actually. And uh, that I think that's one of the options on there. So you can keep it out for free. Um, really, really, really cool uh, practical effects. One really cool standout scene with, um, so we, we have the alien burst scene in alien. So I think this one is, a, is, is probably another really good burst from a body scene um, <laughs> in an alien horror movie. So I'll throw that one out there, but uh, nice. what about, what about you, Doug, what you got?
0: What okay. You? Well, it's funny that you mentioned the uh, the chest burst. So I'm actually going to go with the, the original, the classic, Uh, Ridley Scott's Alien. Um, I just think that it has all the right ingredients. It's always been my favorite of the the franchise and of the initial uh, four. Um, I like that it is um, like the the, when the aliens came out. I know that's probably the more fan favorite, but I absolutely just adore and love the original Alien movie with Sigourney Weaver. Um, I just think that it's it's claustrophobic. It takes its time. It's creepy. Um, it's just everything that I would want if I if I was in that type of situation. I mean, I would just be, uh, yeah, I would, I yeah, I would just be at a loss. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that I would have as much courage as uh, 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 Sigourney Weaver did in that film. But yes, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the uh, the original Alien from Ridley Scott.
1: That's a perfect uh, classic, classic horror movie. It, it really did... I mean, there, there was there's so much sci-fi horror before Alien come out, but Alien really just set the bar so high for how you can do a horror movie in space. And it really hasn't been replicated since, even though I think there's been, you know, to varying degrees, really good horror movies. Mm-hmm. I, I always... I always really liked aliens more because I like the, the action horror pieces to it, but there's nothing like, like it's hard to compare because alien is such just a straight horror movie whereas aliens is such an action horror movie. Um, But yeah, that's a, that's a great pick. Classic, classic. I try to watch that at least uh, once a year, Um, both that one and the, and the second one, just a really cool movie oh yeah Uh, great pick um i'm gonna go with one that recently came out and um it is called life from 2017 um this movie i actually thought um i didn't really pay attention to the trailers for it i kind of watched it and i was like oh it kind of looks like an apollo you know 11 movie or whatever Mm -hmm. um and gabe was like oh we should go see that the cast looks good it has jake gyllenhaal rebecca ferguson Uh, Ryan Reynolds is in it. And we thought it would be like kind of a we were we didn't know we were walking into like a full on alien (laughs) body horror movie, which was a great surprise. Um, But this is about astronauts uh, played by Jake, Rebecca and Ryan uh, aboard the International Space Station who are on the cutting edge of one of the most important discoveries in human history. Uh, it's extraterrestrial life on Mars. And one of them has actually picked up a rapid evolving life form and it's more intelligent and and terrifying um, than they would have thought. And what I liked about it is when they, when they show the alien first, I didn't think it was, wait, have you seen this movie? I should ask.
0: I, I have not seen this movie. I remember when these trailers were coming out and I remember I wanted to see it. And I think it was maybe the trailers that kind of put me off. Uh, but I remember I really like, I mean, I adore and love Jake Hall. And I I, I kind of kick myself right now for not seeing it sooner. But I'm, I'm loving everything that you're saying so far. I mean, I honestly didn't even know that was this kind of movie. So I'm very much more excited now to uh, re- uh, you know, actually see it and stuff.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people didn't really discover it. And I'm not going to talk about it because there is a... Uh a moment in it where I observed something at the beginning and I was like, Oh, that's kind of cute. And then, um, and then it doesn't become cute. And it's, (laughs) it's, it's, it's pretty violent. And it's just, it's just a straight up homage to, to the alien movies. And it was, it was cool. And the alien is so cool in it. Um, Very unintimidating at first. That's all I'll say, but yeah and huge cast too which was hilarious because i I, again i wouldn't have picked any of them especially rebecca ferguson um who was on the ups upswing after gone girl so um i I wouldn't have expected this but yeah great low-key cut i've actually seen this out at a lot of like um like i think dollar tree had it like on Mm blu-ray um so yeah so you can definitely check it up for uh, pick it up for pretty cheap um and, uh, yeah, so that's my recommendation. Definitely go check it out immediately. What do you got, Doug?
0: Uh, so I'm going to uh, go a little action-ish here, uh, sci-fi. So I'm going to pick the uh, original Predator movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, I, 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 that franchise is kind of weird to me because I love the character of Predator. And, like, just, like I think he's just... You know the look of it, uh, all the the features and technology that the, that they that it can do. Um, I just feel like maybe some of the movies haven't like they just haven't really grabbed me. So I always gravitate more back to the original. I am looking forward to this new updated. Um, I think it's a prequel, like that. I mean at least that's kind of how it's being presented. Prey. Uh, oh yes. Out, uh, I think later this year or maybe this month or I know it comes out soon.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, I think it's next week actually, August. Well, I can't say that because the listeners, but it'd be I think it's August fifth.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with the original Predator. Um, it's one of those movies I saw when I was young, and I'd already liked Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that just, you can't go wrong with the first one, um, and it's my favorite in the series.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I mean I'm definitely gonna agree with you. That one's certainly my favorite. Um, there's nothing like. The music, that ending is just so kick-ass.
0: Oh my God. Um and, and Arnold it, and Arnold screaming, I'm here, I'm here, shoot me. me!
1: <laughs> Dude, he's so funny. It's, that's not the one that he says get back to the choppa. Though, no, it? no, no.
0: I think that was uh I, I want to say that. Was that uh, Commando? Yeah, it was Commando. Yeah. Oh my yeah.
1: God, another great movie. Is oh, he yeah. your favorite action action guy?
0: Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. It's it it's hard not to like Arnold. I he's just one of those people that's always been that, like around. He's kinda like well, I guess he's he's meaningful in my life, kinda like Robin Williams was in his movies growing up, because he was always there. And I feel like that's kinda like how Arnold is. He's done so many different types of movies. So yeah, I think Arnold's my uh Arnold's my favorite for and sure.
1: And you do a, you do a pretty good damn impression of it. <laughs>
0: Get to, get to the chopper.
1: <laughs> we, we so, I'm like completely deviating from the conversation. But in um in New York, we have these uh these shopping like these grocery stores called the Price Chopper, uh-huh. and I always think that, or I always like say that when I'm going like get to the Price Chopper,
0: get to the Price
1: Chopper. Um, I'm like, <laughs> those marketing people are missing out on having they that quick play. Um, yeah, that's it, that's a. I mean, that's classic, classic, classic. Like, nothing's ever going to beat it, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing with, like, Alien. Like, those movies are just untouchable, to be honest. Um, yeah. This new one, though, I've heard is super badass. I can't wait for it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, be- I have I have all of them, but that last one was a little bit of a miss. Some, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit of a miss.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I mostly wanted to see that last one because uh, I like the one actor that's in that, Thomas Jane.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, it was it was cool, but yeah. it was uh, it just went a little bit more comic booky than I was expecting. Yeah, um, I I don't want it to stray too far from the horror elements of Predator because yeah. I love you know the horror pieces of it. Um, did you like the sequel with Danny Glover?
0: Um, I, there's parts of it I like. Um, I haven't actually seen the sequel. I've probably seen all the other ones a lot more than the sequel. Really. Um, yeah, maybe I need to, maybe I should sit down and revisit that. You one. should, re- you should I, watch I did, it. I, I did kind of like that, you know, in the original one, it's in the jungle and, you know, whatnot. But the sequel, it's all in like, was it New York City or Chicago?
1: Uh, it's New York City, I think. And it's like early 90s still. So it's like, oh, yeah. it's got that neon, dirty, grimy New York still. Yeah. Um, all right.
0: Yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to revisit it for sure. Oh, do it. Do it. Yeah. There's some really
1: good, there's great scenes in it. Um, Yeah. Definitely my second favorite of that franchise. Um, I'm going to throw one out there. And I think you like this one as well. Um, But around the teen slasher time, you know, you had these big, which are now big names to us, which may have not have been big then. uh, But this is one of those uh, movies that has a couple thirst traps in it. Ben Affleck and Liv Schreiber. It's called Mm -hmm. Phantoms from 1998.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Um, So you've seen this one, of course. Yeah. Um, so this is about a peaceful town of Snowfield, Colorado, and something is in Colorado, like completely wiping out the residents. And uh, the, you know, handpicked survivors are going to try to make it out. It's just one of those classic setups. Uh, Rose McGowan, one of my favorite actresses, still like out there. Mm-hmm. Um, love her. Um, yeah, great movie. Um, and the book is is amazing too. And it's not too far off from the book um i think it's translates really well um if you're a fan of like the blob from 88 i think you'll find some really fun moments in this it's a really cool creature feature alien horror kind of thing um had an interesting premise and a really cool cast and uh, i think it was a hit I, i remember when this came out you know i was i was still um in i think middle school high school and um it was a big movie and I remember wanting to go see it. And that very first scene uh, in the kitchen is just one of those that always stood out to me. Um, One of those oven scenes, Um, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a cool recommendation. So if you get a chance to check it out, uh, definitely give it a look-see. I
0: remember when that movie came out, Anthony, I remember like uh, when I was younger and I remember seeing like commercials for that movie And there was another one that I think it was another like dimension film because Phantoms is dimension. Yep. And um, I think it was, was it the relic? Like I Uh, remember like there was like, like another trailer that was always paired with the Phantom, like on all those DVDs for like dimension films and stuff.
1: Probably that or or the faculty.
0: Faculty. um, And then I always remember, of course, uh, Species trailer of her coming up out of that water and stuff. And I think she's like in a hot, yeah, the hot tub oh yeah um yeah Yeah. (laughs) but yeah phantoms i have not thought about that movie in a very long time but again like you said a great cast i didn't know i I didn't know it was based on a book i'll have to look into that
1: yeah dean Koontz wrote it it's a pretty fun read it i mean it really kind of feels like you're reading sort of the movie but it does it does expand a lot on on some things and um it's yeah it's still it still got some surprises, so I reread it again um I think last year I know it was during covid and I was like oh, I'm gonna reread some books um, that I enjoyed as a kid and so I read it reread it and it still hits really good it's one of those books that um, you could definitely pull out like in the fall or winter and just kind of check it out and then watch the movie or whatever. I'm kind of like one of those people that I'll watch it immediately after. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's, that's one of my picks. So um, I'm, I'm at three now. What do you got?
0: I am uh, actually going to keep it on the, uh, the Arnold. Uh, We're going to go, I guess I could treat these next two since they're kind of in this, you know, obviously they're in a way they could almost be just one big movie, but Uh, My third pick, I would go with the original uh, James Cameron Terminator, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, I know this is still keeping a theme with the action horror. But I really like uh, the the first Terminator with Arnold and Linda because the first movie, uh, outside of the love story between her and Michael Bean's character... It's, it almost, it's almost set up and it plays out almost like a slasher movie because you have Arnold, who is this unstoppable force that's just, you know, killing people left and right just to get to this one person. And I know, again, like Terminator 2, you know, when it came out, it just became this huge phenomenon, but... Uh, I really want to, you know, just go back and let people, you know, the first movie is so like iconic in itself. And I just like that it has a different tone than the, the sequel. And I, I kind of, it almost, it has the same beats as like a slasher movie. And I love it for that. Um, yeah. Plus it, plus it was a, you know, a, a game changer for, you know, movies and that genre and everything in a lot of ways. And yeah. I just absolutely love the original Terminator
1: it's really creepy i i think yeah. uh it's still hits pretty good I, I i really been eyeing that 4k of it because i really want to get that those first two on 4k because i know that that first uh release well several it's been released so many times and i have like one of the collections of it but um it's still a little dark and i, I think it's cool when you can see a lot of the like a lot of the scratches and stuff but Mm -hmm. i wouldn't mind seeing that like in a really good resolution and really good transfer because that's one of those movies that has a lot of dark elements and like the flashback scene with like all of the um the terminators is just it's so iconic and cool and um that terminator face is always going to be one i mean they've turned the franchise for to varying degrees it's been good and enjoyable but it's really turned into comic booky kind of uh yeah. action yeah. and I, I really wish that people would have went back to more of the horror traditional elements because even in the sequel the second one while oh, it yeah. goes, like while it goes sci-fi action um there are still some horror elements to it with the t1000 so oh yeah i think but yeah you're right i mean it does Play the drum of like a slasher movie, and just a, it's just a cool movie, and it's got Arnold in it and a breakout role with iconic
0: lines. Oh man, you can't yeah. you can't go you can't go wrong with Terminator. You can't go
1: wrong with Arnold. Um,
0: Arnold, oh! <laughs> I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna throw one more out there because I lied and said I had three, but I do have I do have one more. <laughs> um It's one that's a low key cut. It just got a re release from Kino Lorber. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. I think we've talked about it, but it's Without Warning from 1980.
0: I have not seen that one. Uh, I remember when, didn't Screen Factory originally put that out? Now Kino's probably, I guess, re-released it.
1: They did, yeah. So Kino or Kino re-released it, and they did an upscale version of what Scream had done. Um, I actually got it because it was a two K transfer that uh, Kino just put out. So it is a it is a significant increase, and they also put out some cool extras with it, loaded it up, and included all the stuff from SF. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, and so it's a really it's a I mean expect campy, but also Martin Lando's in it, so he always makes anything classy i think oh yeah Um, he's a classic actor and he's just been in so much and uh i love martin landau so it's it's just a really fun kind of slashery alien kind of alien invasion kind of movie but it's more set in like a small town with um a, a, a throwback vibe to like some of the like 50s and 60s, like little green men, but this one's a little bit more, uh, <laughs> it's yeah. a little bit more kind of, kind of more Jason Voorheesy, but alien, oh. so, but it's different. And like, I don't want to get your hopes up thinking it's like one of those, but it's just, it's just of its time. It came out in 80, um, but essentially it's about a gas station attendant and a Vietnam vet who pit themselves against an alien invader and its brood of flying killers. And uh, the little flying killers are, like, these little alien disc things that are, like, kind of like uh, face hugger kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's pretty cool. It is pretty fun, uh, creepy moments, really cool lighting and
0: kind of dark
1: and creepy. So, yeah, I, I definitely say check it out um, when you can. Um, yeah. So what about you?
0: Um, so I am going to kind of uh, segue into... Uh, the one that you mentioned earlier uh, that you said you do talk about. So I'll kind of mix the, the next two that I have, uh, just kind of uh, what I have. Uh, so I was going to go with Terminator 2 just because I was going to talk about a little bit like the, the horror elements and everything that you'd said, um, plus keeping in theme with the whole Arnold thing. Um, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, it's a classic. There's really not a lot we can say more about it other than it's amazing. It has amazing practical effects. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of those cases where like you do a remake and you outdo the original and with still paying homage to the original, of course. Um, but yeah, um, one that I will throw out there because it's one of those movies like I don't feel a lot of people talk about. And I, I, I have seen online where people don't like this movie. Um, but I remember I didn't get to see it in the theater, but I do remember seeing the trailer for it. And I thought it was really creepy. Uh, I thought it had a really creepy trailer because how they present itself. And that is I believe it's 2008, 2007, The Fourth Kind.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yes. Yep. Um, again, it's one of those movies, I, it either came out around the same time as one of the Paranormal Activity movies or maybe one of the Insidious movies. And the fourth kind ultimately did not do well. But I did not see it in theater, but I did see it when it first came out to rent or, you know, on DVD or Blu-ray. And it was me and a bunch of friends. And we, I, honestly, I had nothing, you know, no expectations going in. And that movie, like, really, like, got under my skin. It totally creeped me out. I remember after it was over and, like, you know, everybody was leaving, I drove home and I was, like, I was constantly, like, thinking about this movie. And when I got home, of course, no one's here. All the lights are out. I'm. I, it's one of those more rare times, Anthony, where I, like, I really, like, I went into the house and, like, immediately started turning on lights because <laughs> I won't say that the... The entire movie like in a weird way it kind of upsets me but like i think the most disturbing thing about the fourth kind is all of the recreation of the like supposed events and like it mirrors like the actors and then you apparently you know obviously they're trying to do the thing where like here's the real footage yeah like you know i will say that those scenes like just the the like the supposed real footage scenes of like the people freaking out and just the events and how it's playing out, those are some of the most like unnerving. Um, I feel most realistic things I've ever seen. Like in like in a movie, like what we're talking about, like with aliens, yeah. And whatnot. Yeah. What's yeah yeah What's your thoughts on the fourth con? Uh, I
1: I like it. I actually uh, discovered it probably it's probably maybe like. Oh, not about 10 years ago, maybe Mm -hmm. Um, I had a friend that found out uh, I was in college and uh, I we would talk about horror movies like when I was on lunch or whatever. And um, he was like, oh, you know, he was talking about the fourth kind. I was like, no, I never saw it because I'm not a big fan of like found footage. And he was like, well, he's like, I think you'll like this one because it's done in a different way. And and we got, you know, kind of talking about what it was. And it was like, oh, okay." so we, we ended up watching it. And uh, I was pretty blown away by how creepy it was and how creepy uh, the idea of like those owls that people see and like the face of an owl, like looking like an alien or was it an owl? Was it an alien? Like, I just, I like that um, idea. And I think that's one of the more unsettling moments to me Mm
0: -hmm. about
1: it. Um, And so I, I like that. And there's some scenes in it where it shows, you know, of course, the, the footage with the new footage, and I think it, I think they did a good job of blending the the found footage with that. And it, yeah. it, it was it's probably one of my uh, more enjoyable ones that I do tend to forget about um, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, I, I was saving this one because I wasn't sure if it was going to be on your list or not, but I'll throw it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one that uh, it got it got recently released from Screen Factory. It's on. Um, You can watch it on Prime, I think. Um, And I got the Australian uh, release, but it's Fire in the Sky. And we kind of talked about that. Um, It's about the Walton experience. And uh, it's really just set in the 70s. And it's about an alleged encounter with a flying saucer and him being wrongly accused of murder. It's a famous case, Travis Walton. And um, to me, I think it's probably one of, if not the scariest depictions of alien abduction. Yeah. Um, on film, you know, as a movie, um, really great performance by DB Sweeney as Travis Walton. Um, but it was, it's a really cool movie, and I encourage any of you out there to check it out. I know you've seen this, is that right, Doug?
0: Yeah, I, I haven't got to pick up the new Scream Factory Blu-ray, but I definitely, definitely, definitely want it. Um, I didn't. I, I know you said you got the Australian one. Um, yeah. Was there any features on the Australian one versus the the Scream Factory one?
1: It's a. It's about the same, really. It's oh, about. Okay. It's the exact same features. Um. It's. It's very few, but um. Yeah. I mean either one, I would say, pick it up. Cause that the Australian one, you could watch all reach ABC region as well. Yeah. But um, that's one that I wanted to lead us into our, our Nope conversation. Yep. Um, so what we'll do is we'll talk about Nope a little bit spoiler free, but there's not going to be much to talk about because I really want to, you know, dive into a little bit of spoilers and then we'll uh, close out the show. But um, for you, Walking out of the theater for Nope, what was your first reaction after you after you left? Like, what were you feeling and what did you, th- what, did, what was your general reaction to the movie?
0: Um, overall, my, my initial thoughts was disappointment. I, I went into it, you know, with high expectations because I do like Jordan Peele. I think he's a, a very talented filmmaker. And I'm glad that we have someone like Jordan Peele that's making, you know, good original um, horror movies. And I'm going to have to say I think this is his first miss. I mean, he's got three films. The first two are great. And I didn't, I don't hate the movie. I just felt it's very okay. Like at the end of the day, it's just kind of, you know, that was it. Um, But yeah, disappointment when when it was all over
1: yeah i i um i I kind of echo that like you know once it ended um I, i mentioned this to you i kind of looked at my watch several times in the movie because i knew it was a long movie but i it felt long like during the movie yeah and even though it was interesting at points i felt like uh, maybe some editing could have worked in its favor because I was it was starting to lose my interest at, at several times. Yeah. Um, it was a little drawn out, I think, for what the story was. But I was a little disappointed too. I know I, when I looked at Gabe afterwards, and I was like, "What did you think of it?" And he was like, "It was okay," you know. And he didn't really. He was like, "I will probably need to think about it," um, but. I I thought about it there and I was disappointed. And then I've had, you know, a a little bit of time passed to think about it. And um, I appreciate some things about it, but I'm still like, I didn't love it. Yeah. I I like it enough to say that you should go check it out in the theater or, you know, check it out on your own to decide. Um, It's not, I think I had high expectations for it because I thought it was going to be a little more of a uh, a darker uh, movie than it was. Yeah. Um, So I think that was kind of the miss for me. Um, And there's a few things in it that we'll talk about in the spoilers that was a miss. But, um, you know, I mean, it had some moments that were cool, had some dark moments that did stand out to me, I think, in the movie. Mm -hmm. But really, it's kind of just straight up what it is. Like, it's really about um, this family that has a tragic thing happen to them. And they are encountering strange events around their farm. And they're also, um, you know, intertwined with a, another story from one of their neighbors um, who runs a, a amusement park, you know, or whatever kind of um, spectacle show. And um, there's something strange happening and um, they kind of start investigating what it is, learn about it. And then it kind of wraps up. And so there's, it's it's really kind of by the numbers in some ways i think we talked about you know aside from this uh discussion um it's it's to me it wasn't a lot of surprises like everything played out like it should have um it was you know it was just a, a kind of an alien kind of movie like it was just that was what it was and so um i'll go ahead and rate let's rate it I think now, um, and then we'll get to spoilers, but, um, would you, um, would you rewatch this? Like, would you go back to the theater to rewatch it or would you buy it or pick it up? Or what do you think?
0: Um, my initial disappointment hasn't changed. And honestly, the more that I've thought about it since Thursday when I went with Bill, um, it's one. It, it's it, it, it's one of the odd things too, because with Jordan Peele's movies and his two previous films, I know me and you've talked about um, his second film, Us, before, and that's one of those movies. As soon as it went, I saw the first, I saw Get Out and Us in theaters, and uh, I I wanted to talk about them, like I, I enjoyed them so much. Uh, Us, I thought was you know, you know, a lot of people say what they will about Us, but I thought it was a much more dynamic movie than uh nope um and i it it had me talking this one i honestly i don't really have any real desire anytime soon to revisit this and like you said there's really not too too much to talk about Um, I've seen online where people, you know, thinks this is his masterpiece and said that it's his best work yet. And that's fine. I mean, everybody, you know, gets something different from, you know, different movies. And, um, but I just, I guess I don't see it. I just don't see it. I'm someone who's a big fan of Jordan Peele and I love his first two movies, but I just, I, like I said, I feel like it's his first miss in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think so too. It's, it's a little bit of a miss for me. I'm, I'm a little disappointed. It's, it's not a big disappointment. Like I, I like it more than, you know, other movies that come out. Like I would much rather pick this up and watch it than like any like found footage movie or anything oh, that's yeah. like, you know, a soppy, like crying, like drama mess. Um, I would probably pick this up instead, but um, for rewatchability, I don't know. I'm not that excited to rewatch it yet. Um, I probably will at some point Um, for me, it's like us get out like right at the top and then Nope is, you know, third place for me, uh, for him. But, you know, and I think you kind of had that ranking too. I'll let you talk to that, but I think, um, I think overall out of 10, I would probably give it like a seven out of 10 just because there were some really cool cinematography moments in it. There's a couple really standout set pieces that go more into the horror of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why I kind of elevated it to like a seven out of 10 for me. Like it does have those moments, um, but it's just, I'm, I'm just not uh, going to rave about it, I guess I should say. Uh, but what about you? Uh, what would you rate it out of and um, what's your ranking of his movie so far?
0: Uh, out of 10 stars, I would give this a seven solid six um i think it's a very uh nice looking movie it's very well put together it has a a really good score the cinematography is top notch um one of my favorite working directors currently is christopher nolan and the cinematographer who shot this movie for jordan peele works a lot with christopher nolan i thought that was kind of interesting oh that's cool um Plus the fact that they used IMAX cameras on this. So the movie in itself looks great. I thought all the actors did a good job for what they were given. Um, It's just the paper-thin plot. And there's, in my opinion, and I think with you, I just don't feel like there's really... It's pretty cut and dry. Like, as grand as this movie's trying to be, it has a very paper-thin storyline. And, like, the characters and whatnot.
1: Yeah, and I I normally wouldn't complain about that because I watch a lot of crappy trash. But for for him, I do like his movies because he does go to those places. Even with us, like he has that where it's so weird and odd and like, sure, things aren't going to make sense. But also it's very abstract and like there's lots of themes to unpack. And with this one... I think there's some cool cool themes about exploitation and how we as viewers look and want to consume things, yeah. but I don't get much else out of it. I think that was kind of what was missing is like, this really could have been another director's work and I wouldn't have batted an eye because I wouldn't have thought it, Jordan, it was a Jordan Peele movie. Yeah. So, I mean, there's things about it that do have his signature, but it just seemed a little like he was holding back or something just was a little off for me. Um, yeah. But let's, uh, let's have everybody hop off that don't want to know spoilers, and let's get to the spoilers section.
0: Oh, and uh, real quick, the way I would rank it, I didn't, I, I oh, thought yeah. of that. Yeah, sorry. Um, so, uh, Jordan Pills Films, I would say, for me, it's us and Get Out are pretty close, but I'm going to go ahead with give us the edge. So, us, Get Out, and then Last Place, Nope, for sure. Yeah.
1: I, I definitely, uh, I, I'm definitely there with you. I spoilers. This movie did kind of give me a little bit of, is, it seemed like, I mean, obviously I get the Spielberg homages and like. I can tell that you know this is kind of that genre of of sci-fi movie where it is kind of Spielbergy. It felt a little general audience to me, which is kind yeah. of what was weird. Because then there are moments with like the Gordy returns or Gordy comes home or whatever moments, which I thought were like horrific and creepy as hell. Yeah. Um, so those moments I thought were cool where you get the backstory from I think it's Juno or Jupe. Jupe. Yeah. And um, so I really liked that. And I think there was a movie there. I think there was oh, some yeah. I think there was something that even like a segment in a in a creep show or something, that was like terrifying. Um that was the Jordan Peele that I got. Um but Like, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Tremors, too, like the ending a little bit. Like, I got a little bit of Tremors, like Daylight, like, you know, kind of like Happy Friends gonna hunt down this big thing, which that, to varying degrees, kind of is enjoyable, I guess, too. But um, I think what I told you, and I'll reiterate it to some listeners out there, um, is I was overthinking this movie quite a bit. And when they kept popping up with the Gordy stuff, I was like, how does this how is this intertwined into the movie? Is Jupe a alien? Like did he make Gordy slaughter these people? Um, but really, it's just kind of a parallel like he, he did this then and now he's redoing it again. And you know, that's kind of what you got. Yeah. Um, so that was his story, which is still cool, but it just, didn't feel as impactful because you're not really following him to me, at least, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I, it, I mean, it, I told you, it,
0: it even opened the movie because remember when the, when the titles and everything were first coming up, it you hear this horrific event. Like he even opened the movie with Gordy. Like you don't see anything at first, but you just hear like people screaming. Like you hear that girl getting like ripped apart and like her screaming. And then you hear like the chimpanzee and then it gets quiet. And I think that's when the title popped up. Yeah. I was just like, God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was that was heavy. And that was like, that's kind of what I wanted more of is that's that 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 is the spectacle. That's the critique that he's giving you. And that's what I was like living for. And then I was kind of kidding, but then I kind of wasn't because like during the movie I was thinking, is Gordy flying this fucking alien ship? (laughs) Like like, is that the twist? Like that would be amazing. (laughs) I would have like I would have like rioted in there. I would have like flipped out like this is the best movie ever. Yeah. That's that's like Dario Argento twist. That's like the the end of phenomena with the monkey getting his revenge. Like that's what I wanted.
0: Um, already flying by that house and like they're all just like looking and he Gordy, go home! Like, E.T. phone home. Go home, E.T. You know, Gordy, go home!
1: I I wanted Gordy. I wanted him to, I wanted Gordy to be the reveal, but that wasn't (laughs) happening. Um, But what we talked about and what I mentioned is uh, the reveal, of course, is um, this alien is a, or this spaceship, which looks really rad and cool, Mm -hmm. um, doesn't have little green men in it. Um, which I was hoping for in that one moment with the kids dressed up as aliens. Oh yeah,
0: I that, was was like, the, that, was the, that was actually one of the the more creepier things in the entire film where he, I think he, he looks out there and he sees that there's a light left on in the barn. So he goes out there and he turns it off. And as soon as he turns away, after he turns the light off, the light comes back on. But as soon as he turns around, and I really like the way that scene was filmed because I think it was, I'd have to, I mean, I'd have to see the scene again, but I'm pretty sure like the camera kind of follows him into the barn. Yeah. It's over his shoulder. He turns off the light. He turns around, he walks away. And the whole camera is like, it's like one of those long takes where they're just like kind of following him around. Yeah. But as soon as he turns around, that creepy, like I I almost want to say that that thing was sitting there, like as he was walking up and we just didn't pay attention to it. Yeah. When he first turned the light off, because as soon as, he turns around and that that creepy little alien figure stands up out of the corner and like starts like walking towards him like the whole audience like you know i heard people in the audience like oh, you know give that and that was great and then it just kind of like it doesn't really go anywhere cuz you find out it's just not real and it's just little kids playing a prank on their them because they stole a ho- like one of those plastic horses or something off <laughs> the neighbor's farm and i'm just like
1: okay yeah I, I wanted, I, I was like, Oh, so this is going to be that movie. This is going to be the little green men homage. This is yeah. going to be a new, this is going to be a new style of fifties, but it's going to be like straight up horror for now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't that. And so I was like, okay, well, what is this? And a uh, jean jacket, which is what the, the alien is kind of named in a funny way
0: yeah.
1: um, is the space is the spaceship and we see that right at the third act, which you said you had some issues with. Um, yeah. And where I told you that it looks like a water lily. <laughs> it does. Uh, it's like
0: a giant, almost had like the, it had the movements of like a jellyfish. Think of a jellyfish underwater and the way that it's tentacles and like, it's uh, how, it, how, how jellyfish moves just gigantic flying through the sky and really doesn't really oppose any kind of threat once they kept showing it i was just like is it supposed to be pretty like it's it's kind of pretty like in a weird way like it's not really it doesn't seem threatening anymore i don't know it just
1: they showed they showed it a lot like you mentioned like it's they overshowed the creature if they were going to overshow the creature i didn't want it to look Beautiful. I mean, I know this isn't my movie, and I'm griping on it and on this and that. But at the end of the day, I wanted uh, what I thought was a horror movie, and I was getting a little bit more like fantasy adventure, and and the tone shift was a little like abrupt for me. Even though the movie was a little slow and kind of weird in a anticlimactic way to me. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we got giant water lotus, water lily. Um, <laughs> And, um, you know, there's some moments where it does suck up, like, those people. That was kind of creepy. And I kind of wanted more of that. Or, like, when it, like, rains blood at night oh, on yeah. their house. Like, that was creepy.
0: Yep.
1: Um, but... The thing
0: you mentioned uh, the last time we talked, Anthony, about this. And I think that would have actually helped it. If the final act had been, like, a nighttime scene. Yeah. Because I, I feel... I feel like I mean, I don't I wouldn't say that the special effect, the CGI that was obviously used for this was bad. I just felt that it in it it the third act tonally just doesn't feel in line with the first two acts. And I know everybody's like, Well, you know, you're just not you know, you don't understand and I I understand. Like, I get all the. There's nothing to
1: not understand. (laughs) And there's
0: just not, there's just nothing else there. And it's like, I I actually, I pointed out to you uh, earlier, and I found this really interesting um, 30 second little interview with Jordan Peele. And I think it really, it kind of like, in a weird way, not not really rubs me the wrong way, because at the end of the day, I'm still a Jordan Peele fan. And if he announced tomorrow that he's making a a slasher movie, of course I'll be there next year or whenever. But, um he he there's an, a recent interview and he's going on about how horror movies he doesn't like that it's one thing when you less is more and i think that's great look at jaws i mean there's all these classic, you know horror movies and instances where yes less or and sometimes that is for the better um, but then he goes on about how he doesn't like when a horror movie gives you less is more. And then when they finally show you the the creature or the threat of the film, and they they show it to you, and then you see how lame it is. And I feel... And I hate to be like this, but I, I feel like you, you're you kind of a hypocrite. Like, you did exactly what you say you don't like in movies. Like, you, you're this big horror movie fan, but you yeah
1: yeah i i think i think that maybe was the point in the movie where i kind of checked out is because i think as the flying saucer even if you find out that you know i mean it's the creature right so yeah that's cool to me but once it unfurls i just it took me out of it because it did look it did seem like it was supposed to be beautiful and i know that that maybe was what he was going for like that shock and all like maybe yeah. this is what you would think of when you see an alien like maybe it will be a little beautiful maybe it will be a little grotesque but mm. at the same time it was just a lily to me and i didn't <laughs> i thought it was beautiful and i yeah. didn't like the creep factor immediately went away and i'm like oh it's a pretty jellyfish like yeah. it's not not much else yeah but had it stayed in like it's you know, form of like flying saucer form and maybe just had a few hundred thousand eyes pop open or whatever. Yeah. um, Then I'd have been like, Oh, that's fucking, that's disgusting and that's creepy. And it's actually, that's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, on the way home, Gabe was like, Oh, well maybe, you know, that quote at the beginning, um, maybe it's like, you know, God sending down a falling angel. Maybe it was a biblically accurate angel. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's really not going to make me want to like that movie anymore because yeah. the
0: beginning um, of the movie it does open on the screen with a biblical uh quote, and I forgot who what the quote was and what it said exactly and who it was from, but yeah, that's interesting that yeah, you said that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think the quote at the beginning kind of made me think of it more as you know, God cast down his filth in air quotes, and I mm-hmm. to me, I was thinking, well. He cast down a creature and we're actually the monsters because we're the ones trying to exploit it and take a picture of it. Or, you know, we're trying to charge people to look at it. So we're actually the villains in the end. And in a way, that's kind of how it played out because, you know, Juke was sort of villainy as he set up people again in a way to be exploiting this creature that he knows nothing about. And it killed them because it's a territorial creature that only wants to eat. So,
0: and I feel like that's like that, that almost is kind of like another problem with like structurally, like he had plenty of time. I feel, I mean, this movie is two hours and like almost 20 minutes, 20, I think. Yeah, I think almost 20 minutes. Like it's a long movie and there's plenty of dead space where I feel like he could have definitely uh, fleshed out the main two leads for sure uh, the brother and sister because. Like, one of my complaints is the, the Steven character, uh, Jupe, you're given all of, like, the movie opens with the Gordy stuff. And all the Gordy stuff that me and you keep talking about, it obviously pertains to uh, Jupe's, uh, when he was a little boy, he was cast on this popular TV show, Gordy Comes Home, or, you know, whatever it's called. And there was this incident where this chimpanzee on the set attacked and killed some of the actors oh no maybe they didn't kill him or i know the young girl and ultimately survived because in that scene where he's talking to that crowd right before they all get sucked up and killed he even makes a point to like point her out in the crowd he's like and my co-star is here and maybe again that's exploiting an incident
1: yeah because i mean she was like
0: yeah like her half her face is gone yeah
1: well and that's that he is i mean jordan peele is referencing like an oprah moment where that (laughs) happened with some chimpanzee i think Uh um so but that was kind of the cool thing about it is like the whole gordy stuff was like it was cool but at the same time it did take away from the the nope story or you know what i mean yeah like the the creature story
0: yeah and and then ultimately um this this subplot ends where uh, the young boy and Gordy fist bump one another and the uh, you know the the cops come in and blow Gordy away. and it's just this <laughs> like I'm just I, like and then the other weird scene or the other weird moment within that whole scene is there was emphasis on that shoe. Remember, do you remember the, the young girl's shoe is like just like hover it's not hovering, but it's just standing yeah. kind of straight. And I was like, okay, they're really focusing on that because like they showed it like twice, I think, like just that shoe. Yeah, that's of what. That's... he has it in that like that case, and he's showing it off. So again, I, again, he's exploiting this incident. But why is that shoe floating? Like, why is it sticking straight up? We're, like, there's all these like things that I have questions, and I'm just like,
1: well, that's kind of what made me think that he was the actual alien, is because yeah. he was he was causing this, and that was like an energy thing, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. It was just straight up, just. Maybe that's how he remembered it, or maybe it just happened that way, and you know, it was an odd thing that he's exploiting now. Yeah. But it was it was weird that there was no further meaning behind it.
0: Yeah, um, and then ultimately, I think the way that the movie ends and the way that they're able to take down this threat, this alien, uh, this water lily, it's Jean Jacket Water Lily. Jean Jacket Water Lily. It's just, it's so easy. Like, it's just, A, it's convenient. It's easy. It just, it happens. And I'm just kind of like, as soon as it happened. So the lead actress in the film uh, that's played by Kiki Palmer. Um, she, as her, almost her brother's being attacked. She, you know, gets away on this motorcycle and she's taken off. Well, the thing turns and starts chasing her. She heads back to where Jupe's little sideshow attraction, uh, spectacle show was and over top of this little area is this big hot air balloon of this cowboy and he's smiling he's got his hand out or maybe he's like holding a gun like he's aiming like you know um and she runs over she releases all these cables the the water lilies flying towards us and (laughs) she's just like in awe watching this she's laughing and smiling as this little like big boy it almost looks like the big boy from the restaurant Oh yeah, Frisch's big boy. Yeah, Frisch's big boy. Frisch's, Frisch's, Frisch's big, big boy, boy
1: versus the Jean Jacket Water Lily.
0: Flying up into the sky, the the Jean Jacket sees it, and that's also one of the things you learn out. You learn in this movie that if you look at the Jean Jacket uh, Water Lily, it that's where like it it draws you in, I guess. If you look at it, or if you look away and you don't look at it, you're safe. So this very proud big boy, smiling, uh, hot air balloon floats up into the eye, into the sky. It's smiling. It's looking directly at it, and this thing just runs up to it, sucks it up, and floats away. And then as she's standing there watching and smiling, this this creature alien thing just quickly explodes and deflates like it's a hot air balloon, like a just a balloon, and it's like. It just falls to the ground and i was just like i literally sat there and i was just i was like huh like i think that was the noise i meant like huh yeah like that's it <laughs> like it's gonna it's no that can't be it like it's gonna come back you know and you know kill them all but no i guess that was it
1: yeah I, that was it i expected a little bit more blood a little more gore it's kind yes. of like kind of low-key like one good moment of blood with the alien, like sucking up those people was cool. Yeah. But... And then
0: discharging them all over the house and everything. Yeah, I thought all that was great.
1: Yeah, but... I, th- I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think it was both a miss for us. But uh, while I rewatch it, maybe I'm not really excited to... Um... You know, is it an alien? Is it a cryptid? Is it a biblically biblically accurate angel? Is it a water lily? We don't know, <laughs> um, and I don't really care because, I mean, at the at the end of the day, um, I encourage anybody out there to watch it. I think yeah, you absolutely. know. I think you may like it. You may not. Um, I'd be curious to see what some listeners out there, how they rate the the peel movies so far. And I know you and I, you know, talking about this, uh, we've we're both still excited to see what he comes out with next because he's going to stay in the genre.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, and he's a huge fan of the genre. And I think that's great. Um, and, and I will like, at the end of the day, I'll give him creative, you know, uh, gravitas to this project because his movie, uh, I saw an article, it said it was the highest grossing original uh, horror movie opening weekend since, I think it was his last film, since Us. That movie yeah. opened in the 70s, this one opened in like the mid-40s. Yeah. But outside of Nope and Us, what have we had in the, the cinemas? I mean, it's just been comic movies or Halloween movies, so I, I give him all the props and I'm glad that an original horror movie is doing well, yeah um, it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't capture me this time. And as I said before, I love Jordan Peele. I think he, I really like him in interviews. I think he's, he's really cool to listen to. And I've, I've been watching some interviews since Nope, uh, since I've seen Nope. And he's just, one thing I really like about him is he's very humble. Um, I don't know if you've actually seen any interviews with him, Anthony, but like, he's just like a very chill, very humble guy. And
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I he's
0: love- great. I would love to meet him.
1: Yeah, I think he's. I think he makes movies for fans. Like he knows that that this horror genre is something that isn't always looked at as you know or high regarded or anything. And so, him just accomplishing what he's accomplished so far as a director is is not something that's common with a lot of artists out there. So you got to give him props, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like I absolutely adore John Carpenter love all of his movies he's my favorite director but he's made some misses for me oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> and the, the good thing about that is even you know some of his misses is still a lot better than some other movies out there and um I would gladly watch this movie over that Independence Day sequel that came out a few years ago yeah,
0: uh, we, we don't need to talk about that yeah <laughs> <laughs> um
1: so um you know, this was a super fun discussion. I wanted to mix it up and not just do a nope review because I thought that um, us giving you some suggestions out there about what to watch. I know I gave you some suggestions, Doug, so hopefully you'll watch some Species 2 oh, yeah. and uh, without warning in life. Um, definitely got to check uh, those and, out. Uh,
0: and I also need to go back and uh, rewatch uh Phantoms because that's been a while. No, I just want to thank you for having me on and having this discussion. I thought it's great.
1: It's always a blast. So uh, listeners, you can find me at Fatal Follower Presents a Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Horror Amino. And you can reach out to me at Fatal Follower Presents at Gmail. So stay safe, stay spooky, and don't forget, we're watching. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye, guys.